0: Another episode of the Adrian Ross show. I am your host, of course, Adrian Ross, and I'm glad you joined me. This is episode 3 of the Adrian Ross show. First of all, let me just say thank you. I am so excited that so many of you have been listening, have downloaded episodes, have given me feedback about your thoughts on this new podcast. It really really excites me about where we're going. And I'm just really looking forward to the relationship that, that we're building and that we're going to continue to build as we dive into various topics here on the Adrian Ross Show. I mentioned to you before in the pilot episode that I can't be put in a box, that it's A to Z with me. It really is. It's, it's politics, it's family, it's faith, it's freedom, it's sports. It's all those things. I just don't have one area that I stay in. I don't have one lane that I'm rolling in. All right. So you're rolling with me, right? So the first episode was about race. You know, we jumped into race. The second episode, we talked about the coronavirus. This one is, is a little bit more personal. This one we're we're diving right into vulnerability here. And as I said, it's great to get to know one another. So, you're going to get to know a little bit about me today as we talk about really a personal subject. Not just for the sake of talking about a personal subject, not that that's not uh worthy, but I believe that my my um my thing, my thing that I'm going to share today is really going to be a blessing and it's going to speak to you whether it's the same topic or a different topic I really believe that it's something that you're going to be able to take something away from. So I'm going to be vulnerable and open, right? Okay, so so here's the deal. I'm 50 years old. I'm 50 years old and it's crazy to say that because I don't feel 50. I'm I'm a very young spirited person, you know. And so when I think about being 50, I'm like, "Oh my goodness, am I really 50?" I feel like you know, I'm this this young person. In fact, you know, up until recently, if I would say I'm I'm 50, or if I would I would go speak and I would share that I that I spent you know nearly two decades teaching uh, in the public school, and people would sort of like gasp because they're just like, how is it possible that you could have been teaching that long? You look too young. But I'm finding that as time goes on. I don't get that response as much anymore. People just kind of look at me. I'm like, "You know, yeah, I'm I I I was teaching for for nearly two decades and, and I'm waiting for the gasp and there there isn't one, you know, and I'm like, "Oh man, this thing is kind of catching up with me, right?" But uh, but really, I I'm 50 years old. And this the topic today is about, you know, why I never got married. Why I never got married. And at 50, I've 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 never I'm not married but I've never been married. Some people think, "Well, if you're 50, then that means you were married and you got you know, maybe you got divorced or maybe your spouse passed away or whatever." But no, I've I've always been single. Okay? And and I want to talk about that. I want I want to give you a little bit of a backstory about that because you know, people just figure that you know you you grow up, you meet Mr. right, you get married, you have kids, and all that, and so when they say, "Well, do you have any kids?" and I'm like, "No, you've been married," I said "No, people just kind of like, "Really, you know and so i want I want to share a little bit of my my story with you because you know, I say that now, and it's like yeah i've I've never been married, and I'm so cool with that, and I'm so content with that, but I wasn't always, and I know that there are people right now who are listening who have gone through similar experiences where they were unhappy with their current state, with not getting married, for example, you know? So, so let's go back to that question. Why have I never gotten married? That's the question, right? Why am I still single? Here's the answer. I don't know. Okay, thank you for tuning in to The Adrian Ross Show. I'll catch you on the next episode. <laughs> you got your answer, right? So, so I'll catch you next time. No, I'm just kidding. We're, we're going to talk about that. The, answer, the, the, the short answer really is that. The short answer is, I don't know. But there's so much more to the story, right? And let me just say this. When I was younger, I figured, you know, this is my plan. I'm going to get married by 21, You know, that's what I wanted. Oh, by 21, I'll be done with college, and and then I'll get married, and then by 23, I'll have children, and well, I'll have three kids. In my life, because let's see, I want to have twins. This is this is all my thought. I want to have twins, but I don't want to start with twins because that would be so difficult. So by twenty three, I'll ha- I'd love to have one. I'd love to have a boy, and then I'll follow that up later. And you know, preferably God will bless me with twins, and I'll I'll have three kids, and I'll and and all this will be wonderful and everything. And listen, none of that happened. None of it happened. And then time went on. It's like okay, well, I don't have kids by twenty one, and then. At that point, and then years even past that, I would look at my i'd look at my life i'd look at myself, and I'd be like, "You know what, thank God I don't have kids at twenty one that I'm not married even at, rather at twenty one because I just wasn't ready when I look back, and even then i could i I just wasn't ready. I graduated from college, but emotionally." I wasn't ready to get married. I had too many issues myself emotionally. I was a Christian, loved God, but you know what? You can be a Christian and love God and still have issues. I would have destroyed my marriage, I'm sure, if I had been married at 21. I was a handful to deal with because I was an emotional mess in so many ways, but I still wanted to be married. And I would, you know, I I figured, you know... God would give me the desire, that particular desire in my heart at that time. And it didn't happen. Then another year went by and it didn't happen. And another year went by. Let me tell you, I, a lot of people find this difficult maybe to believe about me, but I was miserable. I mean, there were, there were times in my life when I was so miserable about being, being single that I was just depressed. I mean, there were times I'm just going to be upfront. And like I said, vulnerable. I mean, like I was just, I wanted to be done. I wanted to end it all because I truly wanted to be married and I wanted to have kids. Then I went got past the point where it wasn't really about marriage but man, I wanted to be a mom so bad and I felt like I would be a good mom and I couldn't figure out why the Lord didn't give me that. Why you know, I was faithful to him, you know, and I don't know what your church background is but you know, I I my background is in 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 fiery churches and you know, on fire Bible, believing churches, believe in the gifts of the spirit. And I would, people would come along, people who had never seen me before, didn't know me before. And, and I would get called out, you know, they'd call me up and, and talk about, you know, God has a husband for you. God has a mate for you and this. And, and I, I mean, that happened a lot in my life. And then again, year after year after year, and there was no mate, there was no spouse, there were no kids. You know, so I'm getting all these words that people who don't even know me are speaking over me and people who knew me and yet it never seemed to happen. And like I said, I was hard to deal with because I was so miserable, I was so depressed. And then I came to the revelation that I was angry at God. Like I had to I, I it was such a revelation when I realized that not only was I disappointed in people, but I was disappointed in God, because I felt like I was faithful and I felt like there were all these words. And yet I'm watching all these other people get married and have kids. And and here I am, you know, in this situation where it's like, wow, what about me, God? You know? And so, and I, listen, I've, and I've spoken to many, a single person who understands where I'm coming from when I say this. And that is There's nothing like having a relationship with God. There's nothing like being in in a, in a church, but I'm telling you, in a good church, but I'm telling you that being in church and being single can be very difficult. We look at church as a safe place and as a refuge and all that, but I'm telling you, because the church is so geared toward family as it should be and marriage as it should be, when you're not... Among those who have that family, who have those kids, who have the spouse, it can seem really, really, really lonely in the church. And again, I've talked to, I did singles ministry for for many years and I talked to single people who feel the same way. I mean, there were times when I felt pretty good till I went to church. And I got to church and, and every example during the message is about marriage or it's about raising kids or and you look into your left and you're looking to your right and, and everybody seems to have somebody and you don't. And you're just like, what's up? And so the church then among all those people becomes such a lonely experience. I mean, I, I even and they don't mean any harm when every example is about marriage, but the single person becomes like the invisible person. And so I had bitterness and resentment that began to build up because I'm like, this is the church. And yet I feel more alone in the church because they're not, they don't even see me. I've been, listen, I've been in situations in the church where it's like, you know, the leader says, and this is, I'm not going to point out any particular church. And, and, you know, this is the case in various churches that I've been in. We're just, we're, their churches are focused on family and, and, and all that. And that's, it's the backbone of society. I get it. You know, but I've been in situations where it's like the leader says, the pastor says, hey, everybody come up to the altar. I experienced this one time. Everybody come up to the altar and everybody goes up to the altar. And then he says, you know, go stand next to your family. Families get together. Go stand next to one another. You know, and all the families go near one another. And, And those who don't have families, like me at the time, you're just standing there. You're standing there by yourself. You know, and I'm like, did you not think that there are people here who don't have any family here? Did you not think that this might be a little bit painful for people who who want a family and don't have one? Did you not think? And the answer is, of course, no, they didn't think. And then you get that, that one person who turns around and says, oh, you know, you kind of feel bad for you. So you can come stand next with my family. And you're like, uh, no, thank you. I mean, I just, it makes me feel even worse right now. I really feel pitiful. Like, come on, we'll adopt you for the day or for the moment at the altar. You know, so so you know I've I've experienced that. I, you know, I've experienced hearing people say things like, um, you know, well, you know, I'm believing for my kids that they're gonna, you know, you may don't have to believe your kid's not gonna get married. You don't have to believe your kids, you know, not you know, gonna have a family or whatever. But but I'm believing that for my family. You know, as if to say that if you're if you're not married, then that's a horrible thing. You would never want to think about that for your family. Your faith says my kid's gonna have the ultimate, which is marriage. And then if you're not married, you're feeling like, man, well, what what are they saying about me? You know, so I've experienced that. Listen, I've even seen things on social media. I saw this one time. Someone said, someone said, um, wrote something about, you know, some people don't have a spouse because, you know, they've got some unhealthy relationship with their dogs or their cats. And I'm just like, really? Really? Like, how insulting is that? So I'm choosing not to get married because I'm in love with my cat or my dog in some obscene way. Like people are just clueless, you know. And then, of course, there are the people who say all the time that the best opportunity for success is to get married young and and to, and you know all that, and that people aren't doing that because they're so caught up in their career. And here you are, here you are, this person who's just like, you know, what? I just want to do what God has called me to do. And um, I, you know, it's not like I I didn't make a conscious decision. I'm going to put my career over getting married. You know, some of us just haven't met Mr. Wright. Some guys haven't met Mrs. Wright yet, you know? And so to suggest that they just, well, they made the crazy choice to follow their career. No, you know what? Sometimes we just haven't met that person. And sometimes, now this is what I want you to hear me with today. Sometimes it's just not God's timing yet or God's will yet. So we set people up to feel hurt, to feel like they haven't measured up. To feel that that they're not good enough in this, you know, because they're not married. We do that a lot in the church because we elevate it so much that that people, you know, the whole idea is, I'm just going to get married. That's the ultimate. And so they grow up with that whole mindset. Got to get married. Got to get married. Got to get married. And then if it doesn't happen the way they want it to happen, then they feel less than then they feel disappointed. They make marriage the goal. And that's not the goal. And as I, as I had to learn, and when I, when, it, when I got a hold of it, it set me free. And that is that marriage is not the goal. And singleness is not the goal. The goal is to be where God has called you to be when he's called you to be there. See, that's why you got people who are married who just wish that they were single. And then you got people who who are single who just wish that they were married. Rather than coming to the understanding that let me me measure success by doing what I'm supposed to be doing when I'm supposed to do it. I talk about this a little bit in my book, Push Your Way to Purpose. Push Your Way to Purpose, how to get from where you are to where you're meant to be. If you've never read my book, check it out. It's on Amazon. It's on Barnes & Noble check it out because it's not about being married it's not about being single it's about being in the will of god but so many of us walking around asking the question all the, all the time why did i never get married you know and i you know same thing with me you know people it was just like i was like man what what in the world like i you know i'm 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 somewhat attractive <laughs> i'm 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 intelligent you know, why, why, why aren't I married? And then you got other people who are, who are saying, you know, well, man, you know, you're, you're getting up to an age and you've, you've never been married. Well, you know, are you, are you not into dudes? Are you gay? You know I mean? People have all these mindsets. Nobody seems to, to, to want to think that, you know what, I'm just, I just want to do what God's called me to do. But somewhere around 2008, as I began to, my life began to take shape into, into the purpose that God had for me. I kind of, I got into, you know, God gave me such a great love for the, for the country and, and, and I had hated politics, but God began to, to open that door up for, uh, up in my life. And, and I began to write and things like that. And I began to really step into my purpose. And it was at that point when I realized, when I got so consumed with my purpose that marriage wasn't the goal anymore the I was just so caught up in the purpose and so whether you're struggling because you're single or whether you're struggling because you're married or whether you just are struggling period where, wherever you are the key is as we get as we develop in our purpose as our purpose begins to unfold and we walk that out the other stuff just kind of gets pushed to the side and we just trust that God's will, Will be done. Is it God's will for everyone to get married? Uh, of course not. I'm in good company. Jesus never married. You know, it, it is God's will for some to get married, but I God just did such a work after I had been so miserable. When I say miserable, I'm saying I'm telling you, I wanted to end it. I was so miserable, about not just marriage, but then even that went, went by the wayside and it was about, I want to be a mom, I want to have kids. I know I'd be a great mom. But as I as I got caught up into my purpose. I'm just so content with where, where God has me, you know, and what about all those words? What are all those prophecies? Well, you know, I, I'm open, you know, God, have your way, you know, and, and that may still very well be a reality in my life. But right now I can say if not, then that, that's fine, too. I, that's I just want to be in the will of God. And that's what I'm saying for those of you who, who struggle with that in the church in particular, because it can be, it's such a, it's so family heavy as it should be again. It can be a really difficult thing when your whole mindset is wrapped around, you know, this is what it has to be like. You know, why am I not married? I'm this age. I'm that age. It's not about your age. You don't, you know, you don't want to be in a situation that God hasn't called you to. But you want to be open to what he has called you to. So whatever God's will is, you know, in whatever, whether it's marriage or single, whether you're dealing with business, whatever it is, we've got to just kind of flow with what God wants and know that he knows better than we do. And that was a revelation too. Um, someone had was preaching a message once. And he said he, 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 he shared, he said, be not wise in your own eyes. And that was at that point where I realized I said, OK, God. Because I reached a point where I was like, I don't want anybody to ask me anything else about marriage. I don't want another prophecy about marriage. I don't want to hear anything. Because if I don't expect anything, then I can't be disappointed. And I was tired of being disappointed, right? But I heard that message and he shared those words, the wisdom from the word of God that says, be not wise in your own eyes. And I realized that God, you know better than I do. You know better. So whether single or whether married, for you, whether in business or out of business, Whether your business goes this way or that way, whatever, whatever, whatever it is that you may struggle with and say, why? Why hasn't this or why still that? Why not that? The point is just do your purpose. Just be caught up in your purpose. Success being doing what it is you're supposed to be doing. When you're supposed to be doing it, timing matters. So the the question again is, you know, why am I still single or why have I never been been married or at 50 years old? What, you know, the answer to that is, I don't know. I don't know why, but I know that it's okay. I know that I can't allow that to be the standard for my life. So this might seem like an odd topic, but I said, listen, We're going to get to know each other, right? I'm not just going to talk about one thing because we are multifaceted people. So I don't want to just get on here and talk about politics all the time. Talk about coronavirus. Talk about the president, his administration. Talk about, I mean, it's all, I figure we're going to be spending time together. Let's get to know each other. Okay. And so I don't have the answer to that. Just as you don't have the answer, whether it's your singleness Whether it's your marriage, whether it's your your dreams, the things you want to accomplish, remind yourself about purpose. Fulfill your purpose and don't allow someone else's life to dictate what you think you're supposed to have in your life to the point where it makes you miserable. There's nothing wrong with saying, you know what, I do want to get married. I do want to have kids. Or I do want to have this business or I do. It, there's nothing wrong with that. What's wrong is when we make that the God. And let me tell you what I had said to God at one point when I was really, really, really like, oh, my goodness, I really want to have kids. I remember saying, you know what? I can live without ever having kids, which is a good thing now because at 50, I'm almost, I'll be 51 at the end of this year. Okay. But I remember saying I, I can live without ever having kids. What I can't live with is the desire to have kids and then never having kids. So, God, if that's not your will, then just change my desires because all I want is your will. I remember reaching that point, you know, so we've got to reach the point where we're just okay with. You know what, God, I trust you. Whatever it is you have for me, I want that. But what you don't have for me, I don't want to walk around consumed with that. So let's just let's just do his will and let's trust him in the process. You know, so, again, I don't know why I'm still single. I don't even know if I'll always be single. I'm open either way. But I do know that I'm going to fulfill my purpose and I'm going to do what I'm supposed to be doing. And I encourage you to do the same. I encourage you to do the same and to trust the process. All right. So we, I think we got to know each other just a little bit better here. Right. I think we got to know each other as I'm vulnerable, um, a vulnerable before you. But I thought that episode three was a good time to jump in and be a little bit vulnerable and, and share with you a little bit about about my heart, and about myself and about how I view life and about purpose and all that. And uh, who knows what we'll talk about next time. I'm, I'm looking forward to continuing our discussions. I encourage you to tune in all the time to subscribe, uh, to go to the BMG network where there are other great podcasters. I encourage, that's the bmgnetwork.com. I encourage you also to go to the major podcast platforms and download episodes, subscribe. Please, if you enjoy this, please leave a rating and a review where you can as well. All right. I, um, I hope that, uh, you will share this podcast, the Adrian Ross show with others as well. So that's it for episode, episode three. I'm hoping to have some guests, um, um, moving forward as well. And, uh, you know, feel free to drop me an email at adrianrosscom at gmail.com. That's adrianrosscom as in communications, adrianrosscom at gmail.com. And Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Adrian Ross show. God bless you abundantly. The Adrian Ross show was produced and edited in the BMG studio. The music was provided by Kevin McLeod. Find more episodes of the Adrian Ross show at the bmgnetwork.com and major podcast platforms. Be sure to tune in regularly. You don't want to miss even one episode.